Bronco Nation News Live is presented by RowPaint.com, the official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics. Power in people, pride in painting. Check them out at ROEPaint.com. Now, here's BJ Rains. Hey, how we doing? Good morning, Bronco Nation News family. Happy to be back with you after a week off for spring break. Took the family down to uh, Florida for a little bit, and uh, we're back. Better than ever, and uh, Johnny, let me know if I'm coming in too hot or not uh, on the mic. That is not the uh, crystal clear as always for you. Appreciate it, man. A week off. I don't know how we did it, but I think that's the first time in the history of uh, maybe Bronco Nation news that we went a full week without at least one show. But uh, needed a little bit of a breather, and wasn't a lot going on, and so uh, took the family down to Florida. But uh, we're back. Posted an article this morning, John Mallory. I know you'll be uh, amazed to, to find out that I posted an actual written article. I love uh, to see you writing again. I'm still waiting for morning. you to update that Twitter bio. I think it still says writer in there. I think it just needs to say broadcaster now. We're getting there. We're getting there. But um, <laughs> um, no, uh, but we have a lot to talk about. And I had a week off. A lot has happened. And uh, excited to be back with you here on uh, Bronco Nation News Live. It is Monday. And as the as he said, the gentleman you see there, John Mallory, host of Prater in the Ball Game. Weekdays, 3 to 6 there on 95.3. The ticket, there was no week off for you guys last week, Johnny. Uh, uh, breaking down the end of the season, you had Leon Rice in studio. You had uh, Tyson Degenhart in studio uh, as you kind of debrief the end of the basketball season. We haven't done a show since the postgame show announced after the loss to Northwestern. So not going to spend a lot of time, at least today. I, I did in my article talk about the uh, super team quote from Leon Rice uh, after the game and how yep. they're, really lo- they're really looking to – make some upgrades uh, in the transfer portal. So uh, we'll talk a little Boise State basketball. We're going to talk San Diego State. I mean, they're going to the final four. It's amazing. We'll talk about that. And then we will obviously preview pro day uh, today as well. Boise State football pro day, 11 members uh, trying to latch on with NFL teams. We'll get a chance to uh, work out uh, for NFL teams uh, today. But uh, Johnny, uh, uh, in my article, I mentioned the super team reference. Um, You know, I mentioned some of the transfers. It sounds like Boise State is talking to. Um, I will say from what I've been told, but I've heard Johnny, the, the list of players, you know, is a little higher up the star rankings up the list, maybe than, than years past. Uh, you talk about two back-to-back 24 win seasons, back-to-back NCAA tournament appearances, the ability to offer a starting point guard spot, a starting center spot. Um, I'm not saying they're going to get, you know, five-star Duke transfers, but, uh, uh, they are uh, shooting fairly high and they think they have a lot to offer. And it's going to be a very intriguing offseason here as Leon Rice um, has kind of put it out there, Johnny. I mean, the expectations are going to be super high. If you're, if you're saying we're trying to build a super team, uh, you got you to deliver. That's going to be interesting, and you're right about that. They can offer – they have a lot to offer someone, not just coming to seek, you know, maybe fortune on the court as far as scoring or minutes, but also the opportunity to win and play in some big games too. And you think the starting point guard – starting center positions that are open, BJ, you come in and you get, you adapt with all league players, a first team, all league, a second team, all league, and an abo at times performs certainly, as you know, like an all league player. And I think Buzo is going to take a mega step next year. He got his feet wet this year, the new surroundings. I think next year, abo is going to be ready to go to be an all league level player. Uh, and then you bring in a couple of guys too. Leon's going to be aware of, of the depth. They're going to make it an emphasis. They're going to make this a priority to not get in that situation again, where, uh, you know, every time you put your sixth and seventh man in, you look at the scoreboard at the end of the game and they had a minus next to their game on the plus minus category. That was a very hard situation 
to mix and match when to play the reserves last year or give more reserves opportunities, which they didn't feel feel those reserves like, you know, say uh, Nganga or Kobe Young. You thought, why aren't they playing more? I think the coaches are telling you that during the game. They're not ready. Trust them. So this year, they're going to attack that portal hard. I like the two kids coming in as well. I'm a big fan of the Chris Lockett Jr. kid, BJ. That that kid seems over-physically developed for a 17, 18-year-old kid right now. I think he has a chance, and I say it every day on my show. Freshmen play now. You have to have freshmen that play. The best programs in the country, Duke's best player this year. He was a freshman. I mean, freshmen can need to come in and play, and hopefully these kids are ready next season. And uh, Boise State, if it's not a basketball town, um, it's becoming a lot closer to maybe being discussed as one. BJ, this has been a lot of fun. Football will always rule here, in my opinion. But basketball, there's a big piece of the pie for you, too. And we'll see who, uh, you know, what all the other rosters shake out. But uh, I, I can't imagine there's too many teams in the Mountain West, Johnny, that'll have a trio as good as Max Rice, Chabuzo Abo, and Tyson Degenhart coming back next year. So if you are able to add some of those pieces and, you know, think about some of the recent transfers they've added and the impacts they've had. Think about a Chabuzo Abo himself, a double-digit scorer coming over from Texas Tech. If you can add two more Chabuzo Abos to this lineup all of a sudden, you just did last year with one, you've three added more. Three more. They need bench. In terms too, of, right? uh, oh, oh no. Yeah, you want to add three or four players, but I'm saying if you can add two more starting players that are as good as Chibuzo Abo or on that level and what he impact he brought coming over immediately from Texas Tech. I mean, you've got five all league type players potentially. So they've got a lot of work to do. Um, it's funny you mentioned Kobe Young and uh and Ganga because I, I posted the article about 30 minutes ago on Twitter and somebody already replied, Johnny, you know, good article, the elephant in the room. If the coaching staff did a better job developing high school recruits. There'd be less dependent on the transfer portal. Such little playing time for Nganga and Young comes to mind. Um, I, everyone wanted those guys to play more, but as you said, I mean, they weren't good enough. They would have played if they were. So I just maybe you could blame the coaching staff, I guess, for yes. you know, not having That's them fair. ready. But, you know, but you know, I don't blame the coaching staff for not playing them or not quote developing them. You can blame the coaching staff for them not being good enough, you know, to play at this level and, and when they brought them in. But you know, you're gonna roll with who who you think gives you the best chance to win. Those guys obviously didn't. So that you can blame the coaching staff for some of that, but I don't think that's, I don't think the blame's necessarily going in the right direction, playing them earlier in the season or whatever necessarily, you know, it doesn't guarantee that Sadan Ganga can play more in March. Maybe you lose a game or two if you're playing him 20 minutes in, in December. I don't know, but yeah. I just, the depth certainly has to be better. Nothing against Jace Whiting, nothing against Lucas Milner, but if you're wanting to win an NCAA tournament game, um, mm -hmm. And I do think Jace Whiting is going to get better. You know, he was just a freshman last year. I mean, but the, the drop the drop off from a fifth year senior and Marcus Shaver Jr. to Jace Whiting was just too much last year. And you saw what happened in the tournament. So, yeah, they want to add two, three, maybe even four players. We already know that Burke Smith is transferring. He has announced it. Johnny, this week, my understanding is you're going to hear some more uh, exits start to come from the program. So I think uh, most I think most Silla certainly probably has no 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 place here. I think that's the obvious one. And then uh, I think the interest. I think there's one more, and I, I or two more, one to two more. And I think the interesting thing is it comes down to a Pavel Kuzmanovic, a Kobe Young. Yeah. And I'm gonna throw Sadan Ganga in there. I know he told me after the game he's coming back, but until it's actually official that he's coming back, I, I think he's homesick. I think he wishes he was closer to to his you know circle. Did, my understanding was didn't have a ton of friends here, and and obviously came in late, and missed all of last summer. And then had the ankle injury and just never got to play. So if Sada yeah. if Sada stays, I think he has a chance to be great. If Kobe Young stays, I think he has a chance. 
Um, but you know, guys want to play and, and I totally get that. So I, I would guess Mosilla probably is next to announce or will be happening at some point. And then guys like Pavle and Kobe young, do, do you, you know, is there really a path for them to get a lot more playing time moving forward or do they kind of seek uh, spots elsewhere? I think Kobe young can be a solid player. Just not sure if it's going to happen here. Um, but I think that's going to be the next domino to fall. Johnny this next, this next week or two, who else is going out? I think Pavle would be good at a lower conference level maybe play 22, 27 minutes a night in the big sky, something like that, maybe even more. Um, if that's a path he wants to you know, try to follow. Kobe Young, I would put in a different category. Um, I mean, he'll be a sophomore next year, um, even though it'll be, he'll be a third-year sophomore. But you just hear, you talk to the coaches, how gifted athletically he is. And I just think they're waiting for something to click there. It wouldn't shock me. If Kobe Young, if he does stay and he does commit and he does continue to work hard and get some fruits of that labor, BJ, next season, maybe you could see Kobe Young being that sixth man, maybe even a starting caliber wing player at some point. But I, we just haven't seen enough of it in these two years. I, I don't know, but I just keep hearing athletically he has major upside, and that's people in the program telling me that man yeah so however many guys go out determines how many guys you can bring in yeah um there is another freshman um the one from the netherlands i believe or overseas um that some folks have asked about he has not officially signed it's going to be part of the april signing period but my understanding is um that uh, he may not join the team right away if there's any i don't know sometimes coming over from overseas there's eligibility issues things like that so um, not for sure what his status is but again i think you're looking at two to three going out two to three transfers, maybe even four coming in, and you have a pretty good nucleus to that. And, and Andrew Meadow, who has a chance to follow Tyson Degenhart in terms of Mountain West Freshman of the Year, I think if he gets enough playing time, I think the future's bright. They're going to the Orlando tournament. There's some big teams down there. They're going to try to schedule aggressively again. But I, I think that um, you know, cool. just getting to the tournament is probably not going to be um, the goal this year. I think it's obviously getting to the tournament and having a team that can make a run. And you see what San Diego State did, Johnny. San Diego State, the Aztecs, yeah. the, the, the Mountain West, you know, uh, royalty. And I think it's a long time coming for them. It's cool to see. And I want to talk San Diego State going to the final four here in just a second. But I do want to thank a couple of our sponsors that we're broadcasting here in Meridian from the Cutwater Spirits Mobile Studios. More than 30 flavors of premixed premium cocktails. You can pick one up at your local gas station or grocery store. Our title sponsor, RowPaint.com. They're scheduling those concrete coatings. So check them out. You want to transform the look of your back patio, your garage, your basement, your front porch. One of their concrete coatings, five times stronger than epoxy. You will not be disappointed. Get more information. Book a free quote, roepaint.com. With the Ford of Boise, that's right. They will take your used vehicle, even if you don't want to buy from them. So check them out online. Lithia Ford Boise, view their full inventory of vehicles. But if you're looking to uh, trade up uh, or trade in, they will uh, help you out at Lithia Ford Boise. And again, LithiaFordBoise.com, Idaho Central Credit Union, ICCU.com. We got some cool things we're working on. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag yet, but uh, ICCU, potentially a major player and some cool news uh, that BNN is going to be announcing here moving forward. ICCU.com, the best in mobile e-branch online banking. Make sure you check them out at ICCU.com. John Mallory, San Diego State Aztecs. Uh, I saw somebody say it's a lifetime achievement award, and I kind of agree. I kind of think that's a good way to put it. I mean, this team has been uh, knocking on the door for a long time. They've had much better teams. They were going to be a number one seed in the tournament the COVID year. They were like 30-2 and two or something. Um, they've had a lot of good teams. This is not their best team, probably not even one of their best two or three or four teams of the last, you know, 10, 15 years. Um, but the bracket broke for them. They were able to get a couple uh, breaks. They get a couple nice wins. And San Diego State, 
And I know everyone says, oh, nice win for the Pac-12. Yeah, they're probably going to the Pac-12. And, yes, that's probably coming in a couple of weeks. I mean, that's probably fairly soon on the horizon. But right now they're in the Mountain West, and it validates, I think, what the Mountain West did last year. You had three Mountain West teams, New Mexico, Nevada, Boise State, that all beat uh, San Diego State. Um, And so uh, I I think that uh, San Diego State, awesome story, going to the Final Four. And I think it uh, really helps the perception of the Mountain West. Um arguably the, the finest hour in the history of the Mountain West Conference was you San had an Diego interesting State text message. You sent that text message to a group of us uh, friends, Jordan and Jay and myself, asking before the game if it was the biggest game in the history of the Mountain West, uh, potentially getting them to the Final Four. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a debate there. Yeah, I mean, the Mountain West team has never played in the CFP. They've had some big New Year's Six opportunities, but they haven't played in a New Year's Six game since 2014 with Boise State. I mean, you're looking at this conference 20 years or so in we're in the workings and I'm thinking I don't know is there a was there a college world series moment, a softball moment? I mean, do those register enough? So yeah, that was maybe the finest hour not only for San Diego, San Diego State Aztec Athletics, but maybe the history of the conference. I'm really happy for him as well. You know, I've followed Brian Dutcher and his exploits and his career since he was on the bench with Steve Fisher at Michigan. I was a huge Fab Five guy. I've always rooted for him. And I just think that Dutcher might be the classiest guy in the whole thing. I've never heard him disparage anybody, any coach. I like him. I like him. great with the media. He's just a cool guy. And I think that's why everybody loves Dutch and, you can be in a couple of press conferences with him and be like, yeah, okay, um, that's one of those guys secretly. I'm going to kind of root for that guy. So I'm happy for Dutcher to get to do this, especially BJ Lifetime Achievement Award. I mean, you're talking one of the great assistant coaches in college basketball history with Brian Dutcher. He never left Steve Fisher's side, and he could have a ton of time. So great for them. And um, holy smokes, man, think about this, too. Just the tournament. BJ, last year we're talking Duke. North Carolina, Kansas, and Villanova. That was last year's Final Four. As blue-bloodish as it gets, right? And we're thinking that, and those people get that. And then this year, you know, if you are like my my producer friend, John Patrick, who doesn't want to see Duke, he'd rather watch Florida Atlantic than Duke. He would. He's, He's a nut job. I love him. But you get that this year, too. You know, it's kind of this tournament is turning into something where you don't know what you're going to get. You're not going to get all blue bloods every single year, like typically in a college football format. And it's a lot of fun. And San Diego State is part of it. The fact that they're playing Florida Atlantic, uh, not Florida, not Florida State, uh, not even Miami, but they're in this thing, too. Right. They might Um, see them on Monday for the national championship. I think it's a lot of fun. The ratings, and, and and I'm a kind of a big ratings geek. They'll be awful, but I don't care. Uh, you know, I I don't. I want to see Florida Atlantic and San Diego State play this year. Last year, we got all the blue bloods like I referenced. This year, it's totally different. And uh, I wouldn't imagine the ratings are going to be where they were last year, BJ, because, you know, those were just mega. Well, why, why do you think that is? I don't I don't understand why, why uh, if you're a basketball fan or whatever, like, aren't you tired of seeing Duke and Kansas and Kentucky always in the championship? Like, I think they're way better storylines when it's Florida Atlantic and San Diego State. Like, they why would that? so many more fans, BJ. There are just Duke fans. So if you're a Kansas fan, you don't watch the Final Four because your team's Not- out? Probably not as closely, and the numbers back that up. You go out just a generic basketball fan or a generic fan in general, wouldn't you be more intrigued? Oh, that eight seeds in the final four, that's pretty cool. I'm going to watch that. 
Uh, I, no, I don't. I, I'm going to disagree oh, with you. Man. I'm with yeah. JP though. I love it. I think it's great for the sport. I know some people disagree. I don't care about CBS's ratings. Like, who cares? Yeah, they've already um, sold those commercials yep. anyway, too, yep. man. Come on, that all but, that stuff's already sold. It's going to be fine. It'll be by far the most watched event that weekend, that day, that hour. BJ, it just won't be historic. You, you just, just talk about. You just talk about like catching breaks and things in the tournament. Boise State certainly has not had any of them having to play Dayton in Dayton, having to play, you know, a lottery pick in Memphis, you know, as an underseeded team last year. Marcus Shaver Jr. scores the bucket. They cut it, I think, to one or two points. Then he, you know, lands and sprains his ankle, and they're not the same in the second half. I mean, yeah, it just Boise State has been a little bit snake bit when it comes to the tournament, and the Mountain West has been for a long time, too. But you look at uh, what it takes. I mean, Florida Atlantic, Johnny, a lot of people forget. I mean, there was a uh, a tie-up slash timeout with like seven seconds left when they were playing Memphis in the eight-nine game. And if, they, if a if a but if a but if a tie-up is called and not a timeout for uh, FAU, the the game's probably over because you know FAU was down by one with eight seconds yeah. left, and they get the tie-up and they score. Um, and they get the timeout and they score, and then look what happens. And then they get to play a sixteen seed, and like all this bracket stuff happens. And think about San Diego State; they got to play Furman. To go to the Sweet 16 because of a terrible pass by Virginia in the first game. And then Furman yeah. hits a three with 10. I mean, crazy stuff happens in this tournament. And I'm not making excuses as to why Boise State's never won. I'm just saying, like, why can't that be Boise State next year? Like, some teams, things just happen. Like, you can just it, – it just you have to put yourself in position to get there. And, San and I think Diego that's State frustrating from fans, BJ. I think the fans who are frustrated that they're not winning enough in the tournament are getting tired of seeing Florida Atlantic go on this run or some of these other lower-level teams that we've seen, yeah. which state went yep. to a Final Four. We've seen programs that operate at Boise State's level who are playing late into this tournament. You just got to catch your breaks here and there. I'm with you on that. And it's almost like every team, maybe besides UConn this year, you've had a scary moment in your journey where it almost disappeared on you, and you had to whatever reason, maybe it was luck, maybe it was skill, whatever you'll take at those times, it doesn't matter and then all of a sudden you advance and you kind of dodge a bullet, so to speak. Um, and, and Boise State hasn't had that moment yet. Maybe it's going to come next year. But certainly this tournament is showing us that budgets and programs operating at a Boise State level can have fun here. And I, think that's, every year. And I think that's why Leon Rice is encouraged that uh, if they just can get keep getting better, keep getting back to this thing. I mean, he said it. I mean, it took Gonzaga. I mean, it took San Diego State. All these teams, you look at their history, they don't go the very first time and just and all of a sudden break through. San Diego State, like we said, had never been to an Elite Eight with, you know, top 10, top 15 teams. And so yeah. uh, it, it just takes time. And I know it is frustrating. I agree. But you just got to keep getting back, got to keep getting back, and you're eventually going to get there. You mentioned, yep. the, you mentioned the budgets, Johnny. Um, that's a big storyline here that's developing with the Mountain West because you get, you know, $2 million for the conference, essentially. It's not exactly $2 million, but roughly $2 million for every game they call it a unit that your conference plays in in the NCAA tournament. It's not win, it's play in, but when you win, you get another one because you play in another game. Now that stops at the final four. So the units are done. And the total number, eight units, San Diego State will have played in five games. You have the other three Mountain West teams that get to eight. It all breaks down, Johnny. Every team in the Mountain West starting next year for the next six years is getting $250,000 extra, a total of $1.5 million 
for six years. So two fifty a year. And again, I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that's going to go straight into the basketball budget. I'm for say, maybe flies. that money's already spent, BJ. That, I'm just saying that pool that I'm, comes in that makes you cover your. I, I can pay my credit card on debt off now. Thank probably you. so, probably yeah. so. But for a school like Boise State, a quarter of a million dollars added to your uh, income for the next six years. I mean, that's a big deal. A school like San a school like San Jose State now getting two hundred and fifty thousand dollars added in that maybe they can use to go hire a better coach if Tim Miles goes to Utah State or if uh, I mean I mean there's just so many different You're hearing things that? Like, You're hearing that? No, I just think it's possible if the I Utah mean, State if the be, Utah State coach were to leave. Yeah, Tim Miles and Logan. If Odom leaves for Salt or where in South Florida, in my opinion, on on Odom, but. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I'm, I guess just in general though, this is, I mean, it, this stuff is what happens. It pays for years and you're now got eight units for the mountain West. So you're getting $1.5 million infused over the next six years to these programs. Uh, I think it's huge for Boise state, but I think it's huge for the other teams in the league too, that are trying to build this thing up. And um, I think it's uh quality, you know, quality times for the mountain West. And um, it's a, it's a historic moment, but uh, you know, why stop now San Diego state? Like you're playing Florida Atlantic, like, you're playing a nine seed to go to the championship game, Johnny. Isn't that crazy. Yeah, I know. You, that, and then yesterday, or or I mean, uh, yeah, was it yesterday? You're not exactly playing Kansas or six Duke. seed. You, you you're playing a six seed, a, a Creighton, who operates in the new Big East that doesn't do FBS football, and and then like, you'll play a five or a four in the title game. Yeah, I mean that's that's your path, and something that's what's beautiful or has been beautiful, I think, about about this tournament and the way this tournament you know, um, developed in its own personality of throw the seeds out this year, throw the big conference patch on your Jersey out this year. And, um, it's been cool. I like last year too. Don't get me wrong. You give me North Carolina, Duke, Kansas, and Villanova. I'll take that most years like last year, but this year it's fun. It's different. And heck yeah, I'll be enjoying it. We'll be talking about it on IST. It's going to be a fun week, man. I want some pro day though. Yep, okay. And I, I agree with uh, I agree with you on Brian Dutcher. Great dude. Happy yeah. for him. Happy for the Mountain West. And and uh, we'll see what this does uh, moving forward. Boise State Pro Day, as Johnny said, coming up here in about an hour and seven minutes. We'll uh, finish up the show previewing that. But first, I want to tell you about a couple of our great sponsors. The Blue and Orange Store. Got the spring game coming up. We might have a cool announcement for that as well. But if you're looking for some new gear uh, for the spring game, the coaches' sideline apparel, the NIL shirts for Degenhart, uh, all those guys, the blueandorangestore.com. Check them out. Uh, second floor there, the Boise Town Square Mall, and you get free shipping any order over $40 at the blueandorangestore.com. You're looking for a new job? How about transcompservice.com? They can help you get into the trucking industry and get you all the permits and things. You need to get out there towing that first load in no time. From the big rig on your screen to the Amazon truck in your neighborhood, TCS can help you every step of the way, transcompservice.com. You need a new dentist? BoiseDentistryCo.com. Full family dentistry. Dr. Miner and his staff do a tremendous job. They make going to the dentist an enjoyable experience. Five locations across the Treasure Valley. Again, full family dentistry and wellness. Check them out, BoiseDentistryCo.com. You need a business insurance? United Commercial Insurance can help you out. UnitedCommercialInsurance.com, 229-8222. They make business insurance easy at United Commercial Insurance. They can write business policy insurance in 44 states around the country. Check them out. Get more information at UnitedCommercialInsurance.com. And Boucher Real Estate, number one ranked realtor in the Treasure Valley is Matt Boucher. Check them out, BoucherRealEstate.com. 
and uh, part of the Amherst Madison Real Estate Advisors. No home is too big or too small for Matt Bauscher and his team at Bauscher Real Estate. Ridley's Family Markets, shopridleys.com. Check them out. 13 locations across the state of Idaho, the Treasure Valley, the CUNA location. You can see John Mallory there often. Ridley's Family Markets. Find a location near you at shopridleys.com and go download that Ridley's Family Markets app. No shows for a week, Johnny, so I got extra spots I got to catch up on here to thank all of our great sponsors that pay your um, exorbitant salary. Uh, here at uh, Bronco Nation News. So uh, we got about five minutes left, Johnny. We got pro day today. We'll see which NFL teams, scouts, you know, personnel directors, if there's any big wig position coaches. As uh, as I talked about when I joined you guys last week on Idaho Sports Talk, uh, JL Skinner probably not working out. does take a little bit of the luster off this thing. That's my number one storyline. You know, I'm coming up with my pro day storyline list, right? And number one, JL Skinner, what's he going to do? Uh, you know, what's he going what, what, to, what's he going to, what's he going to be wearing? What, what's going on with Skinner? Is he going to do any of the workouts? Probably not, but you would imagine he's going to be there, you know, doing this thing, talking with GMs. And we've seen some big names at this event before BJ, a couple of years we went and there was two or three GM level guys, remember? And I, I didn't see that this year, uh, last year, this year. We'll see. You never can tell. You see a lot of people walking around that you don't recognize wearing NFL team gear and you just assume, okay. That's a scout or some type of a position coach or assistant position coach for that franchise. But after Skinner seeing, okay, well, what's his role today going to be? Then I want to look at the two other combine invites, Ojuku and Tyree Jones, and then Scott Matlock after that. Those are kind of the big four for me, BJ. Maybe call it the big three because, yeah, I don't think J.L. Skinner's going to do much either. But is there going to be that wild card, that Caleb Biggers, that Tyreek LaBeouf, that Zeke Noah? Divine Oba Cherry. I mean, uh, George Tarlis, what he's going to do. Is there going to be that one wild card that maybe ends up getting some type of a camp invite out of this? But other than that big three, big four, BJ, I don't think much of those other guys have much of a chance here. We'll see, though. Pro Day, though, I mean, it, you know, they probably don't, but I mean, this is kind of their last gasp, right? Guys that uh, we, like we talked about DeAndre Pierce even working out uh, today. I mean, some of these guys just have this dream. They play football, Johnny, for 12, 13, 14 years from Pee Wee all the way up, and this is literally their last day potentially of having a chance. Um, you've got the other leagues out there, the XFL, the USFL, Canadian League. Um, I, I'm hoping my Battlehawks have a scout there today. We'll, we'll, we'll have to look at Would that. You, you'll but, go introduce yourself? Oh, of course. Maybe I'll even bring my Battlehawks hat just in case. But um, tied for uh, second place with the Seattle Dragons, by the way, fighting for that second playoff spot. Uh, but uh, oh no, Sea Dragons, Seattle Sea Dragons. My apologies. Sea Dragons. Yep. Yes. But uh, no, I mean uh, it, it's always an exciting day. They've had some big ones. You're right about Skinner. Right now, as we look at this, the over under on drafted players for Boise State, I'm going to put at two and a half. I got to go under there. I'll I'd like it at one and a half. Skinner's the shoe in, and then can I bet on from Jones? Jones. But you have Jones. You have uh, you don't think one of Jones or OJ, one of those two. I, I'm iffy on both, and I think they're like seventh round guys. So yeah, I would take the under two and a and half. You don't, a Lock, you don't think Matlock has a shot to get drafted? I think he'll be in a camp. I think his phone will ring after the draft, and you know whatever the low level signing bonus is, I think he gets that, and it's more than just a like Kaniho getting a call from the Cardinals last year, just getting invited to their rookie mini camp. I think what Scott you, Matlock will be a level up and it will be a camp invite, but he's still going to have to go ball at rookie mini camp too. Wh but yeah. Why do you think that is? I mean, I know his stats were down a little bit. I learned bit this from year. you on this. You were the one that told me that 
and you talk to some people who do this for a living and and there's just some measurables that Scott Matlock lacks and that's why he didn't get the combine invite as if well, we don't need the kid at the combine if we already know how how short his arms are it's probably not someone we want to evaluate maybe that's the thought process with those guys I'm just guessing, but I watched Scott Matlock play, interviewed him all year. Never yeah. for a second did I think he would not get a combine invite. But then again, BJ, me and you aren't hanging out at Alabama's practice either, seeing the dudes who walk through those doors, right? Yeah, that's what somebody told me that uh, would, would he, you know, if you put him next to an SEC defensive lineman, it's not He's necessarily the same. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we stand next to him. We're like, man, this guy's freaking huge. <laughs> yeah, but, it was uh, an incredible Hulk. Elite NFL size is what he lacks, according to a pro personnel director. And they do mention his arm length, his uh, wingspan. And somehow with all the analytics and stuff in football now, Johnny, they can take your, you know, all your measurables and right away punch into a computer and say if you're going to be any good or not without actually even looking at the tape. It's crazy how it all works now. And uh, I hope he gets a chance. He's got a great backstory, as everybody knows. I'm rooting for Scott Matlock, rooting for all these guys. And I think it's a big day today to see if them can try to impress and uh, all it takes is one scout. I mean, remember, Matt Paradis probably doesn't get drafted if the if the uh, you know Dolphins wow. or the uh, Denver Broncos don't what fall in love Paradis with him. What would Paradis be doing now if it didn't? If the NFL didn't work out for Paradise, what would he have been doing? Working the last on a time? ranch somewhere, probably. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, was yeah, he, he would have been a happy guy. Idaho, I believe. I think he's from Council, Idaho. Was that him? One, one of the yeah. Maybe he would have coached. Maybe you could have seen him doing the GA thing here, but it all know, takes is literally one guy, one scout. Guy, yeah team to fall in love with you and he gets drafted and he's snapping balls to Peyton Manning and the rest is history for him and so um, that's what all these guys are hoping for is they impress one team today one get one opportunity one shot and we'll see what happens so you guys will be down there you'll have it fully covered today I'm sure a lot of interviews and and things we'll have video coverage as well make sure you're uh, subscribing to our YouTube channel youtube.com slash Bronco Nation News we'll get some video of all the workouts and things today in there and um, and then we'll have full coverage as well uh, tomorrow when Jay Tuss joins me. So have a great rest of your day. We appreciate everybody for joining us, Johnny. We'll see you down there at Pro Day. Uh, again, 3 to 6 today. Be listening to Johnny and Prater, Idaho Sports Talk, for full coverage of Pro Day. And then we'll have some as well on the social media channels, things like that. So uh, we'll talk to you uh, later. Appreciate you checking us out. Bronco Nation News, bronconationnews.com.